0: Hey folks! This episode of the podcast is my conversation with country singer songwriter Yodelin Joe Wilson. We talk about playing country and western music in rural Manitoba, writing about prairie life, his new album, and of course yodeling. It's a fun conversation with an up-and-coming artist, and I hope you dig his music as much as I did. I also want to give a shout out to everyone who has supported the show through our Patreon page, which is at patreon.com/witchpolice. It's a really easy way for as little as a dollar a month that you can support the show and help cover the costs that go along with running a podcast. The podcast is free, it's always going to be free, but think of this as basically putting a tip in the guitar case. If you like what you hear and want to support, it's an optional way that you can uh, you know, show your appreciation for the podcast. And uh, again, really appreciate everyone who's supported us so far, including our newest patron, Jess Mann, who's actually been on the podcast herself. And it's always especially cool I mean, it's cool to have anyone supporting the show, but when it's past guests or people involved in the music scene who have directly benefited from being on the show or from having their music played on the show or from being involved in a Witch Police event or anything like that, it always makes it seem more special. So, you know, huge thanks to Jess for supporting. Huge thanks to everyone who's been supporting for all these years. And if you feel like contributing, patreon.com slash witch police. Thanks, everybody. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Welcome to Witch Police Radio. Uh, once again, as usual, I'm on the uh, remote call. It's kind of the new normal uh, for the show now. I've been doing it for a few months. And it, it kind of sucks because I like doing the in-person interviews, but the benefit of it is I can talk to people who live outside of Winnipeg. And uh, I gather you're from Winkler, is that right?
1: That's right, yeah.
0: So I think that, uh, I mean, we'll get to introducing you in a second, but I think that the way that I first heard of you... Um, was just online. I like to try and sort of find every local Manitoban artist I can find and just follow them. And I don't always follow up to actually listen, you know, that that closely. I just kind of click yes, 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 yes to all this. And so I have kind of like a, you know, a directory on my social media, I guess. And then I started seeing you appear on some of Ed Wayne's stuff. And uh, that was sort of the connection. It was like, oh, okay, I, I, may, I should actually listen to this. <laughs> this is someone doing something interesting. <laughs> so I think just to like start the whole thing off, if you want to maybe introduce yourself and explain a bit about what you, where your music comes from that would be a good starting point i think
1: you bet sounds good so yeah my name is joe wilson um i said i was from winkler i'm actually from about 10 minutes south of winkler in okay. uh in the rural area of hokefelt manitoba just a few miles off the border okay um, cool, cool you bet so yeah basically you know i started up playing i think i was about 19 at the time and uh a buddy of mine from out in Saskatchewan where I was living at the time, he he started playing a tune at a coffee house, and you know, we were all chatting it up and everything like that, and uh and all of a sudden I heard this song and like something clicked in my brain. It was a light bulb that went off and completely exploded. And so I asked the guy what, what this what the song was, and he said it was uh Kate McCannon by Coulter Wall. Okay. So Older Walls, uh, uh, Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You bet. Prairie boy, uh, country, country, and western singer, and uh, yeah. So you know, hearing a song with such depth like that, it just inspired me to start writing and and uh, and singing songs. And from there, you know, it's kind of grown, and and I've tried to play as as many shows as I have in my community, and you know, also having musical like grandparents super interested in in the old old country like johnny cash carter family wolf carter all the carters
2: yeah yeah Um, (laughs) they
1: they, uh yeah you know that that really helped towards that as well and the support uh from my whole family is is endless so
0: had you always been a country fan like leading up to this was that always your style or did you have other interests you know what
1: yeah i mean at least a little bit but you know a lot of that uh middle school era that i was in was uh was more of that when, you know, the newer pop stuff was coming out, that like Katy Perry and stuff. Okay, okay. I never dug that. I was always into the rock and roll and, and the metal um, metal scene. And, you know, that's where I started playing guitar first when I was young and listening to Metallica and okay. yeah, and yeah. Uh, things like that. And, uh, yeah, you know what? And I started getting into, like, Alabama and Jamie Johnson, uh, you know, after high school. And, you know, and, again, and as soon as I – Heard Coulter there, it just sparked a whole new country and western field of music that I had never heard before, and really wanted to explore. And yeah. I've never really quit.
0: That's cool. Yeah. Well, just from listening to you know to your stuff that I that I've been able to hear, uh, I I feel it's probably safe to say you, you play a very traditional style of country music. I mean, like every aspect of it has that that old timey kind of sound to it. Um, what yeah. is sort of the who would you say are the influences for the style you're playing now?
1: Yeah, you know. There's a, a gentleman by the name of Stu Clayton. He's from Manitou, Manitoba, and he he got his inspiration from Wilf Carter, the old okay. yodeling, just classic, classic country tunes. And uh, you know, I heard so much pride for the Pemina Valley and for the prairies and Manitoba where he lives, and I took so much inspiration from that that lately, you know, in in Oh it's been a while now i've you know I've just that's been a huge inspiration of mine and actually gotta play play a tune of his on my album with him cool, cool. recorded in his living room and you know so and, and also you know Ian Tyson out of alberta yeah. and and uh wolf Carter from Nova scotia so all across Canada I'm taking inspiration as well and and uh you know i I love all kinds you know there's i love the the sixties stuff of uh of, you know, Ernest Tubb and, yeah and also even the outlaw stuff of the '70s really dig that Waylon, Johnny Cash, things like that.
0: Sure. Well, a couple of those things, you, those artists you mentioned. I mean, uh, Ian Tyson, for example, right? He, I, I feel like that's a guy who is very specific to a place. And I mean, you mentioned, you know, the prairies of Manitoba, and from listening to your music, I get that very strongly. Just, I mean, in the subject matter and in the tone and everything. And I feel that country music, there is a lot of people who play it, unfortunately, have this tendency to try to sound. Southern or try to sound like they're from the U S and because that's what they've heard on the records their whole life. Right. Exactly. I think that there's definitely something to be said for whatever style of music you're playing for sounding like where you're from. And I I guess like what inspires you about the prairies? Like why, why the prairies as a subject matter? I'm glad you're doing it, but what's sort of the, the (laughs) the background behind that? You know, what
1: really, really is inspiring for me is now, now that we're living in this rural area. So I I grew up in, in the town of Winkler and now living out Hopefeld here, uh, I can look out my westward window and look at the Pemina Hills in the background and, oh, cool. and how, you know, how beautiful, just a beautiful landscape of fields and the hills. And, and I've also just always loved the outdoors and, and farming, hunting, yeah. fishing. So I've been able to see a whole lot of this uh, southern Manitoba landscape. And uh, yeah, I guess I just, it's never gotten old.
0: Cool. Do you think that there's a Manitoba sound? For country music, do you think there's something that's kind of instantly identifiable as as from here when you hear it? You know,
1: when I'm trying to, you know, I've really only dug into local Manitoba artists when it comes to country. I I I can't say too much about you know the rock and roll or the pop or anything. Sure, sure. But but you know, when it comes to country, I mean, part of it just the voice of living on the prairies. You it almost seems like they there's just a, a certain tone of voice. Um, you know, and also I, I find that Manitoba musicians do have, have a pride that I, that it's almost a little bit stronger to me than, than some other places. It's, you know, it's a small, it's a small province with, with not a whole ton of people. If you compare it to, to, uh, Ontario sure. and even Quebec. Alberta.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Alberta yeah. as well. Um, but, you know, the, the artists that do sing about it, I, I, I do hear, you know, it's just something about it. I can't really put my finger on it besides, you know, the Canadian accent, of
0: course. Totally, but. yeah. No, I can't put my finger on either, which is why I keep asking people every time I do the, an episode of the show. <laughs> is that, <I> think <laughs> I'll come is, up with an answer. Yeah, no, I think there is definitely a sound, and I, and I don't know what it is, but there's something, I mean, even on hearing your stuff for the first time, obviously some of the lyrical content is very specific to this region, but I think that, you know, having not known that, I probably could have pinpointed it as well. And, you know, there's a lot of different sounds. I mean, someone like Ed Wayne or, or Del Barber or Quentin Blair, they all play different right. styles, but there's something local about them. And I, I, I don't know what it is. It's this intangible thing. But I think that it's it's cool that we have our own sound and people aren't trying to just sound like they're from Nashville or whatever, you know?
1: Yeah, you know, and I, I was going to mention those, actually, all those names, you know, Quentin and Del. Yeah. It's, uh, I love those guys. Uh,
0: great songwriters. Yeah.
1: Yeah, me too. They're great guys. Um, well, haven't met Dell, but Quentin I know for sure. Um, like a Quentin Blair you know, right now. Oh, right on. I have the same one. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, no, I get what you're saying. There is something about it. It's it it maybe it's the studios that have that Manitoba air and could be yeah but, yeah. <laughs> but I'm yeah you know, and I'm pushing. I, I'm writing more and more songs about about Manitoba and about the home and just the the nature. You know you know not like I, I love writing you know leaving songs and drinking songs sure. and everything but, but uh, I find that, that just talking about nature and things like that you know admiring it really has it's place as well
0: for sure yeah and you just put out a record uh, what was it in March?
1: it was in March yeah you bet so um, how
0: has that process of releasing an album been with just this situation we're in right now where you know you put out a record and then boom quarantine hits and, and shows are cancelled and tours are cancelled and everything's completely shut down
1: yeah, you know, I you know building up to it, uh, I was releasing singles and I'd already set the date and everything. Yeah, and we were going to put on a good old show and actually open for I was going to open for Quentin Blair with uh, with Ed Wayne and oh cool and uh, and Brian Jacobs as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and and when that got canceled, I decided that you know what, I'll release it to you know just to all the streaming sites. But I think I'll what I'll do is you know when this whole thing just comes to an end. I'll really push the physical copies okay. of this album, you know, and I, I kind of called it a soft release. I got inspiration from a pal of mine, Mike Hebert, good, good drummer, local drummer around here. Um, and he can't kind of came up with that idea that we would, you know, do a soft release. And then when this whole thing ends, just have a big old bash and, and uh, really celebrate it. So you guys, I think people will really want to get out and hear here's live music oh, again.
0: I, I would hope so. Yeah. I mean, I think that people have been waiting for so long now and it, might last considerably longer too, right? So there's definitely that hunger for it.
2: Each night I'd be awakened By the one that shares the bed She'd get a drink of water To suit her aching head do Wondering what i done wrong Has she been with another man and me all along And I wish that she would turn around and love me like before Because I miss bare feet on the hollow floor And the memories keep rushing back. I couldn't keep them away. Of how she made me dinner. And she'd talk about her day. Or how she'd put on a Bob Wills record, dance till her legs were sore. Cause that's when I heard.
0: Are you still writing and everything during this time? Like, have you found this, uh, you know, time off, I guess you can call it. I mean, a lot of people are working, myself included So, but uh, I'm not sure what your situation is. But have you found it like a, a fertile time for songwriting ideas and, and coming up with new music?
1: Yeah, you know what the, the funny thing was, you know, when I was... Uh, I was kind of without work there for a little while because I had, you know, quit my job back, you know, shortly before this all happened. Okay. And my plan was to go out in the road. Uh, I had some touring ideas lined up and things like that. And and it all kind of just came crashing down. So, so, you know, being at, being at home and I, I was working from home, you know, doing projects and helping on the yard and things like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, you know, yeah, and it was hard to find inspiration because I was just, you know, at home doing the same, similar things all the time. But now I ended up getting a job and I'm outside a lot more. And, and when I see that inspiration, like, for some reason, a lot of the lyrics I come up with are at work. Like oh, really? Like some, okay. okay. yeah, some of my best, yeah. Uh, so my best, my best songs, the best writing has, has been uh, at work. So hmm. just, you know, I, I carry a, a pen and paper around so that, when I come up with something, I can quickly jot it down, and uh, yeah. So you know, being outdoors, I guess, is a is a big inspiration for me. So,
0: do you think that that's because of just the spontaneity of it, rather than sitting down and trying to write?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm thinking so. You know, if it, something, if I'm listening to music while I'm doing something, and those kind of things mix, or you know, having now that I work alone a lot, you know, having time to think. Sure. About things like that, you know, I've always got music on the mind. I constantly have have the song trying to, you know, trying to write itself in my brain. And I think, yeah, I think the spontaneity definitely has has a lot to do with it as well. I I don't often sit down and think that I really want to write a song today. You know, it, if I'm if I'm feeling like inspired at that moment, maybe I will sit down and just key. Let's crush out a song.
0: Sure. Well, yeah, I guess it. I mean, it, it's such a different thing, too. I mean, no matter who you talk to, the, the process is different for songwriting and just the process of where the ideas come from, too. I mean, like you said, you're getting them at work. Other people will sit there, you know, the pen and paper for hours and, and just like, you know, make sure they can get out some idea that's been sitting there for weeks. So it's, it's it's so random. I mean, it's always interesting to find out how people sort of come up with what they what they do, because it's there's no right or wrong way for it.
1: Right, exactly. Yeah, everyone works differently.
0: Yeah, for sure. So what is, um? you know, once all this is over, are you still planning on, on hitting the road and stuff, or has that changed now that you're working?
1: You bet. I'm still, you know, they're very lenient with that if I would take a week off and, and go hit the road. Um, I've kind of been planning. I, I don't know what's going to happen because, you know, now if you leave the province, you're required to quarantine. quarantine at this point. So, you know, at some point this summer, whatever happens, you know, if, if it, that all of a sudden that band lifts at some point, but they're still only allowing a small number of people. My plan was to do uh, like a tour of backyard, you know, backyard patio those are the best things shows. around Yeah, you bet, yeah. Super personal and yeah. so uh, you know, I know I know a couple of people so far out there that have agreed to it that have nice big patios. So nice. really looking forward to that day and, and talking to some Winnipeg musicians as well about doing
0: it. So Yeah, right on. Well I feel like that That might almost be sort of the way the music business comes back is little kind of uh, intimate shows like that, because it's going to be so slow rolling out all of the new regulations and stuff to to allow large groups of people to hang out. So those shows might get a renaissance, those those little uh, basement shows and backyard shows, which I think is great. I love that kind of environment for seeing anybody. It's always cool.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, totally.
0: Have you toured in the past or is it would this have been your first one? This
1: would have, like, you know, official tour, yes, um, still pretty new into, you know, figuring out how, how the whole business works and yeah. everything, yeah. but, uh, you know, when it comes to playing in, in other provinces, I've I played in Saskatchewan at a, at a few local places because I was going to school out there, and also Alberta, I'd hit, I'd hit, I had a few shows out there, so, I mean, it wasn't a tour because I was, you know, out there for a good while, but but, you know, just trying to get the name out there and, and even just going to open mics in this area, Alberta and Saskatchewan, yeah. just, just trying to meet those good local musicians. Like, there's, there's hidden gems that hang out in those places, too. It's amazing.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. And, that, and that's one of the things I like about rural Manitoba, actually, because, you know, being a Winnipegger and, and doing this podcast for as long as I have about mostly Winnipeg musicians, it's very easy to forget that. The everything outside the perimeter exists because it's it's such a you know intertwined scene. Everyone knows each other. There's so many bands, and everyone's in each other's bands, and they're playing every night. And it's just you can get so caught up in that and not realize how much yeah. cool stuff is happening just outside the city. And like, right? There's so many small towns and, and even smaller communities that just have these great players and singers and artists, and a lot of them just don't even they don't leave, you know, they, they, they're in this, in this small town, they've been there for 50 years, they've been playing amazing music every weekend, and then like, I stumble upon yeah. it on YouTube or something, and the guy's 85 years old, and it's just like, holy shit, this is the best thing I've ever heard, Who, why don't I know about this guy? And I think it's because, yeah. yeah, it's just this hidden little secret that that town of 40 people has known about forever, and they love it, and they're getting to experience this, and the rest of us are just, don't even know he really exists, it's crazy.
1: Yeah, it's amazing, yeah, I, I know exactly what you're saying, like, you know going to these they have an open mic at our at our local senior center they used to have it uh, once a month and and some some of the best musicians in in the whole area like like you know they're i mean, i was the youngest one there by quite a bit but <laughs> <laughs> and they'd all sing those old country tunes and and great pickers and it was just so inspiring that i wanted to go back every time yeah. i mean and uh, and also I, if i think of Stu clayton like Back in the day, um, he actually invited – he got invited to play the Louisiana Hayride, which oh, wow. is the same show that, like, Elvis Presley yeah, yeah. played. Um, he actually got invited to it, but because he had farmland around Manitou and he loved the Manitoba so much, he actually declined that just wow. to play for his local – you know, the local town of Manitou, Manitoba. That's so I crazy, find yeah. that so cool. Like yeah, he that, takes that much pride into it. Like how inspiring is that? That
0: is really cool, yeah. Yeah. I mean it's unfortunate for him, I guess, that he didn't it probably <laughs> would have changed his trajectory entirely, but it's very cool oh, that yeah, I'm he sure kept that. it local and, and, and it kept doing it.
2: Out a living room window, the coyotes and raised her, her howling again. And she looks at me with eyes of desperation as she flies from our doorstep like a young prairie hen. Ladies I've loved are as free as the time, And trade for wild roses, they bring mountains by high And I am as free as the wind on the prairie Where I make my living on the horse that I ride With reckless abandon, I saddle my stallion And I head towards a pine tree where heaven meets home I followed for hours, but I could not find her So it's back to the plains where I ride and I roam Ladies I've loved, I was free as the night time, and trade for wild roses every mountain lying high. And I am as free as the wind on the prairie, where I make my living on the horse that I ride. They're in need of a bounty, and my whiskey's run empty, so I head into town. And out steps the sheriff of Clearwater County, with a tremble he tells me, "Boiler, needs Ladies I've loved are as free as the nighttime. Oh, and trade for wild roses They bring mountain lion high And I am as free as a wind on the prairie Oh, where I make my living On the horse that I ride Someday I'll make my sweet Laura.
0: I guess the kind of the flip side of that, though, is you know, being someone from outside of Winnipeg, how do you break into the Winnipeg music scene because it is so tight knit and there are so many people who know each other and connections and things like that. Like, how does someone like you kind of get into Winnipeg and and say, "Hey, look, look, I'm here. I you you don't know me yet, but but you want to." Like, what what is the sort of the strategy for that?
1: You know what? Yeah, you know, I'm still working on that as well. Um, You know, I've been going to places like The Times Change, The Bella Vista, yeah. Uh, and i've just been kind of you know just meeting these guys and and seeing different artists on tour like my buddies boots and the hoots from alberta and i remember i went to a a show there it was on my birthday and there was all kinds of the of the manitoba musicians that i really love and i made connections through that and so so through those connections they'll be showing me around and showing me some other connections and you know it, it it is a, almost a bit of a strategy yeah. to be able to puncture into that Winnipeg music scene because it is so tight, and certain bars have different scenes, and I mean yep. they all have different scenes, but
0: but there's little sub-scenes yeah. of sub-scenes of sub-scenes, and everyone, yeah, you got one guy yep, who's playing in eight bands, and he knows everyone, and then yeah, it's 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 weird, yeah, and there, and there's feuds and there's all
1: kinds that that go on that you just don't that you it takes time to learn about them, and, yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean I know I was talking to someone that I know and. And I think they've been playing around the area for, for seven years, but there's still the one bar that they just haven't punctured into that scene yet that they wanted to play. So, you know, it's just, yeah, I, I I would say it is some sort of a, you know, it's a big learning curve and a lot of meeting people, proving yourself and uh, just putting the right records into the right hands.
0: Yeah, sure. Sure. Have you found it relatively welcoming though, with the artists that, that, you know, the ones you've you've mentioned that kind of have, have started to show you the ropes?
1: You bet. Yeah. They've, they've, you know, they've all been super kind to me and they're willing to share all kinds of, you know, of information and tidbits. And and uh, even just, you know, even if if we're not talking about that, just hanging out there, they're great people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, there's, and there, lots there, of talent. There's such a strong, uh, I mean, obviously it's, it's different. I'm sure you come from a, an area where country is, is the the genre, right? I mean, I imagine that <laughs> most rural communities I've been to or people I know from rural communities they listen to country music that's just that's just the, the kind of obvious choice of music that's popular I mean I, I lived in I lived in Verdun, Manitoba for a yeah. year and a half working at the newspaper there and okay. everyone loved country Like, and all the shows yeah. and some of them were great but it was like that was my first experience of being somewhere where Country was the kind of the norm rather than just this weird thing. Some sometimes people liked, you know. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> so yeah. yeah,
0: it's gotta be it's gotta be different coming from coming from that kind of uh, scene too, because you're now going into Winnipeg where there's not only a hundred country artists, but there's also all these rock artists that maybe blend a little bit, and there's you know people playing uh, folk music that kind of has country tinges, and it all kind of like there's these circles that that, inter- that, that meet each other in the middle, right?
1: yeah you know i i kind of discovered that too when i went uh i lived in lethbridge for a while lethbridge alberta and, and um went to some of those open mics and kind of did the rounds and there was guys that would that would come out in a jam night they would there'd be your blues guys yeah there'd be straight up rock and roll there'd be folk songs there'd be punk and uh and then i'd you know and uh, there'd be other guys that would bring country as well but i was always the most traditional country guy there and and uh I find that, I, you know, it's similar to Winnipeg that uh, I found that that the artists that truly care about about music and the scene, um, you know, no matter really what genre it seems like, they, they've either grown up with it and appreciate it, or they realize, you know, they, they see what you're doing is good, and, you know, they, yeah, they like you regardless of what, what sure. uh, genre it is.
0: Or, or they grow to like the genre by by hearing you for the first time and realizing, hey, wait, there's something in this music that appeals to me the same yeah. way punk rock does, or metal does, or yeah. hip hop does, or whatever. Right? That, like, that, I mean, I think yeah. that's how it worked for me. I, I was never into country music until I was an adult. I was into punk rock. Okay. I played in punk bands. I was, you know, yeah. listening to reggae and hip hop, and country was never on the on the agenda at all until I started hearing, I guess, some good stuff, you know, better than what I thought country (laughs) was. And then, then I got really deep into it. And then I've made all these connections locally with, you know, artists that I, I love to go see and love to hear their records and stuff. And it's, yeah, it's one of those things. I think that it's not, um, a lot of people love it and they're born into it. And then a lot of people sort of find it. Like I know a lot of, former punks in winnipeg who now play country music and it's just like right. either they got too we, we all got too old and they decided to just mellow out and pick up an acoustic guitar or they recognize kind of the same spirit i think in in something stripped down that maybe has the same uh energy that they got out of the loud distorted heavy stuff
1: yeah i know i, I feel i feel 100 um i was talking like i just mentioned that uh boots and the hoots you know the lead singer there he he was a punk rocker in the beginning and he still has his gauge holes when he goes up on it with his Hank Williams suit and yodels up there it's so cool like yeah how you know he he felt something right and and uh out out of it that you know appealed to him and I feel that um you were saying there about what were you saying uh you know about how you know you heard something good heard (laughs) heard a good country like you know you hear Johnny Cash. All, you know your your you know grandparents and what you know they all they all play it around the house and and I feel like you kind of yeah it's not really taking it for granted. It's just like you're so used to it and sure. then you hear something that rekindles a spark and or just a lyric somewhere and it just you know throws you for a loop and and then really dig into some of their other stuff. You know not not the stuff that was on the top of the charts. Yeah and you dig into some lyrics that you can relate to, and then you have a new appreciation for it.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Or some, something something does it, whether it's... I mean, I guess yeah. Johnny Cash is a good example because right near the end of his life there, he was doing a lot of covers of rock songs and, like, you know, folk songs and all these styles of music that he wouldn't normally have done. And I think that turned yeah. a lot of people onto him because it's like, oh, wait, he's covering Soundgarden, or he's covering Beck, or, he, you know, he's covering Nine Inch yeah. Nails? Like, this is crazy. Yeah. And then... You dig deeper into the catalog and realize, wait, this is all good. Like <laughs> this wasn't the one-off <laughs> fluke. This whole catalog is amazing, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, you know, I was going to mention that that uh, him singing hurt as well. Like, a yeah, lot that of was people, huge for sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah,
1: one hundred percent. Yeah.
0: So I, I have to ask you about the yodeling thing because I mean, you got it in your you know, Instagram handle. You've mentioned it a few times, and I think that I mean, I've heard yodeling in country music, but I don't have a good grasp on what its actual. What is the background of that? Like, where does that come from, that yodeling style?
1: Well, I mean, it, it originated from the Swiss Alps. and uh, So it is connected you know, to
0: the kind of guy on the mountaintop yodeling thing that is what a lot of people picture when they hear the term, right?
1: Yeah, you know, I almost, I just kind of thought it, it's almost like uh, what I would think of was, uh, yeah, it's not only related to that. Like, it's, I just feel like kind of the 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 start of country music, like with Jimmy Rogers doing <laughs> the, the blue yodels. And I'm always think I'm almost thinking there's like a connection between, like, you know, the the working man at that time, and and um, and also you know about the cowboys how they'd how they do like night hurting songs to just sure. their, you know, just be them no instruments and they'd have to, you know, come up with creative and soothing methods of using their voice. So there's I, I just feel like a lot of connections between. Uh, the original working man. And, uh, and I find that yodeling plays itself well into that. And, and, uh, also it's a good workout for the voice as I bet, well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. And I, I did, I did look it up. I did some, some research on, I'm kind of forgetting it now, but I think that, you know, uh, kind of what it has to do with is, is, uh, back in the day with, uh, with the working cowboys and, and, uh, just with the working man. And how, yeah. And, you know, singing the blues. how, how sure. Yodeling the blues. Sure. So. It,
0: I, I guess it's, it's one of those things too that's like a lot of American music has just had all these different influences from different people's cultures when they come there, right? So you, you could have like a Swiss guy coming there and introducing that to someone who introduced it to someone else and, yeah, you know, so on and so forth. I guess it's one of those uh, weird melting pot kind of genres of music in the first place.
1: Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, it, yeah, the immigration and, and, yeah, I can totally see that, you know, yeah. how someone would, would bring it in or they would, yeah, and then they slap down an old 78 and they would realize that this is something that we can incorporate because, you know, the three chords that we use works well with that, with the tones and how they can bring it up into the, into the octaves and change it. And that, I just feel like, um, a lot of those country songs just suit it yeah. super well.
0: So. Yeah, it works. It has a very mournful kind of sound too, which yeah, and that's works well with I've a lot of those old with. songs, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, and and some, I figure you know if I made it my handle, I wanted something creative, and so why yeah. not go with that? But uh, but not only that, I've been I have been working on it for for a while. You know, I, I didn't do it right at the beginning, but I, I find it really enjoyable for me, and um, I just and people always are are at least somewhat impressed with it, even if you do crackle a little bit or whatever yeah. when you're first learning. I mean, I, I hear a lot of that live. You know, even live shows, just just seeing the people's reaction to it, and uh, and uh, just something that sparks their excitement and just you know throws them for a loop. Does you know it's just something unique. Yeah. Um. And also the you know the talent that that someone like Stu or or Wolf Carter did. You know it just it's um yeah I I guess it just inspired me in some way.
0: Was it a kind of nerve-wracking thing to try the first time live?
1: yeah it it's was just kind of an
0: unnatural um, thing to do with your voice right and i mean i guess if you screw it up too badly people are going to notice <laughs> yeah
1: oh yeah that's the thing like you're off tune in your in your song your lyric a little bit here and there i mean
0: people let whatever lie. you're
1: getting yeah. your voice warmed up yeah but yeah. like i feel yeah. like when i screw up on a yodel i screw up that because <laughs> it's it, it, you're laying it out right there for sure. everyone to hear and if it's not perfect it's just
0: yeah it's not yeah. right yeah <laughs> Well I guess that's what hence the practice right you got to uh, just keep working at those to, to to nail them
1: Yeah that's why I usually put those in my second set I can have a nice <laughs> warm voice in
0: the yeah. first set Yeah and people might be drunk by that point anyway right so it's <laughs> Yeah, the, yeah <laughs> Depending on the it audience even Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> From this valley they say you are leaving. We shall miss your bright eyes and sweet smile. For you take with you all of the sunshine that has brightened our pathway a while. Then come sit by my side If you love me Do not hasten To bid me adieu Just remember The Red River Valley And the Cowboy
0: people are hearing about you for the first time on this podcast what's the best way for them to find out more about you know when you might be playing shows once this all ends or you know where they can pick up your album
1: yeah you know what i i have been meaning and i've been talking to people about making a website uh i know that would be the easiest the easiest way at this point you know facebook instagram i know that it's it's uh uh, yeah you know it, it is just what it is but I'd like to do something different at this point And, and, uh, that's another thing about, you know, starting, starting new and still figuring out how this all works. Like, yeah. But, uh, but I think it's time to have somewhere to order from and, and, <laughs> you know, send me a message. I'll, I'll ship it out to you. No problem. You know? Yeah.
0: Is that sort of the the, the plan right now? You're just getting people to contact you directly and, and you send them out a record?
1: Yeah. You know, if they re- if they request it, you know, I, I haven't put it, I haven't, uh, a whole ton of publicity for it right now um you like i said when South this kind of clears yeah. up a little more yeah exactly so so then i'll really push it and uh and but yeah you know during this time i've, I've gotten kind of around so if people people want to pick them up i will or you know people want to want to hear it i am more than happy to to send it their way
0: right on and is it available on all the streaming stuff and all that
1: you bet yeah okay. yeah
0: for sure. How do you, th- this is something I, I used to actually ask this question to every single person I interviewed, but I got kind of tired of it, but I'm, I'm it's something I'm very interested in. Like I don't use any of the Spotify or Apple music or any of that stuff. I still listen to CDs, tapes and records. And it's mainly because I never stopped listening to that stuff. So I, I have this mm-hmm. collection and I can't, I, I can't be bothered to get rid of it because I already have all this yeah. stuff. I don't want to kind of reobtain it digitally, if you know what I mean. So like, right. what is your take on that whole thing? Because I know, I know CDs, like, it's the most common kind of vehicle for an art local artist, especially, to, to release something physically. But then there's all these people who don't have CD players anymore or listen exclusively on, on Spotify or whatever. Like, where, where do you kind of fall in that whole debate over what format to release music in?
1: Yeah, I mean, I know tapes are kind of... I'm sure they'll make their comeback at some point. They because are because right it, now it's happening. Well, yeah, that's true. I just bought a I bought a Metallica Garage Days uh, oh, yeah, right last on. year. Yeah. So they revisited on cassette, um, and I you know I just bought a pickup truck with only cassette in it, right and on. I have a whole I, I have a whole collection of CDs, records, tapes. Yeah. Um, so I, I blast them everywhere I go. And, yeah, me uh, too. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I still make a point to listen to all three of them myself, and I, I just enjoy it. It's something about it, and and the support for the artist is is amazing. You know, if if you yeah, yeah. if you see him at a show, you you know, you give him a little something for the show and get a CD. Like it helps them out tremendously. Um, I I feel that yeah, I think people should really you know try try to listen to those different formats as much as they can. I think they would realize that. It's just there's something about it, like you know, tapping tapping a screen isn't the same as putting a needle into uh, to an old Hank record or whatever. You know, it's just yeah. So that's my kind of stance on it. Sure, <laughs> it's not much, but no, no, but that, I, that makes I sense. I, I
0: agree with you completely. But as an artist, you feel that CDs are still kind of a viable way to get your music out. And then the the second part of that question is, do you think that maybe you play a genre of music where CDs are more still in use, because I've heard this from a few country artists that, you know, of all the styles of music out there, country is one of those styles where, whether it's because an audience might be a little older in some in some areas, or, or what, but it seems like CDs are still a lot more of something people want from country artists, whereas maybe from a hip-hop artist, they would never think to ask for that anymore.
1: Right, yeah, I mean, I, I think in our area too, uh, musicians are kind of lucky that way, because uh, everyone's kind of stuck about twenty years in the past, anyway. So. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah.
1: So for us, it's great. You know, people are buying up CDs. People want them. That's awesome. um, I know there is a few people that say, you know what, we have we have it on Spotify, Apple Music. We'll just stick with that, but that's fine. Um, but yeah, you know, when it comes to family, especially, I know everyone's gonna gonna spin a CD. Um, and I also know that that local artists are putting them up in the in the local gas bar and they're selling. Nice. So. So that's super cool to see as well. Um, yeah, that that uh, I think it's a great way to support them. I always try to you know go to a show and I've got some extra pocket cash sitting yeah. around. I'll I'll slap her down and I just yeah and you know what and and be, I feel that in for country as well. Um, yeah, I kind of do feel like CDs are almost um, like everyone's kind of selling them and and they must be selling because nobody's stopping. I shouldn't say nobody, but but yeah a lot but of people that you know are still doing it or they're switching to records and whatever and to have a, a keepsake like that as well is is super cool and I think that's a thought for me in the future as well to do something like that
0: cool do you ever see yourself putting out tapes?
1: <sighs> I haven't even <laughs> thought about it <laughs> I would love to i mean uh, I've got an old I'm, well I mean I've got lots of like, I've got you know Pantera and van Halen and all that yeah, yeah. but but I have an old Stu Clayton tape as well, and and for years he put a, his music out on tapes as well, and cool. and uh, so well, I mean, if you look at the at the '90s stuff at Alan Jackson and Garth, that's 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 probably like does it mean their, format, you know, their era, yeah, that was their format at that time. So so I think that if it makes a comeback big enough, absolutely, I'll cool. I'll put it on tape. So cool. I just at this point, uh, I think it's a lot. A lot harder, and you got to know more of the right people or just the right factory to to do something like sure. that. Sure,
0: yeah, point. definitely. Unless you want to sit there hand doubling them by yourself on like a double cassette recorder, but that might, hey, t- that might that take can- a while. Can- yeah. <laughs>
1: totally yeah we got we got one in the bar in my dad's old set
0: right on right on
1: <laughs> good to make one like that
0: yeah cool cool all right well i'll look forward to the tape <laughs> but uh, yeah, right on yeah i really appreciate you talking to me waiting man. for is... a while yeah, yeah it's okay i can wait i got I, I, you know I'll, i got time um everyone has time right now right <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, yeah but uh, i appreciate you talking to me man i'm glad glad we could uh have this conversation and uh hopefully that this helps to you know get you more known within winnipeg not not that i have a massive audience or anything but the people who listen to the show are usually from what i can tell anyway local musicians in the city so you know if this can help open a door for you or if our listener can hear you and really like what you're doing that's it's all good right
1: right on man sounds awesome and uh yeah there's any local musicians in the city if we've met before or if we haven't good day
0: right on
2: Ties up her shoes away that her daddy taught her. And she walks to the corner with a sack full of bottles of wine. The bottles are empty and she's sailing. Ten cents on the dollar To buy a bus ticket Or maybe to buy her some time She's running away from her home To live life alone, not known you'll find, but she knows when that liquor starts flowing, you know where he's going straight out of his mind, a place far too easy to find. Hell been damn tainted. It started when she took her first sniff of the long white line. She stands on the corner of a town, four hundred. She ran away from her home To live life alone Not knowing what she'd find But she knows when that powder starts flowing She knows where she's going Straight out of her mind To a place far too easy to find in his car and he's heading to the county line he can't get away from the red and blue lights he's been running they caught him In the line And now he's in jail All alone No place to call home Not knowing what he'll find But he knows With that money he's owing And the car that they're towing He's losing And he wished that the world would rewind Much more than it seems You live like you ain't afraid of dying Until you die trying And the tears start to fall And you can't make sense of it all